Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach nationwide. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. In this episode, let's discuss aesthetics and home functionality. But first, I want to take a moment to say hello to my new friends listening in Italy, where this podcast charted at number one in the home and garden category today as I write this. My mind wonders about the home you're listening in, what you're making for dinner tonight, and what traditions you're looking forward to next. What house and home dilemmas might you ponder that's specific to your country or your town or your neighborhood that I might not have even imagined? Please connect with me and share your stories of home and garden spatial reasoning challenges and solutions. I love to travel, and these sorts of stories from people across the world help us all to feel like we took a short and very inexpensive vacation when we can immerse ourselves in other people's narrative. I want to tip my hat as well to those people geeking out with me in Kuwait. This podcast has consistently charted there too, and if I was there in person with you, I would embrace you in a friendly hug, pass you a lovely new plant for your home, share a glass of something delicious, and humbly ask for a tour of your home. I want to know about all the bits that challenge you, the bits that excite you, and the very best parts that you relish in. As you know, I'm a realtor, and walking through some condos lately with my buyer, one in particular, got me thinking about creativity and all of the ways which you can explore the creative side of yourself at home. Sometimes people automatically think you have to specifically be an artist to be creative, when in fact that isn't true at all. Music and cooking, candle making and gardening are all ways to explore creativity at home. I want to think about what it means to be creative within the walls of your home as well as using creative decision making to morph your home into a true expression of those living there. And as a result, a highly functional home that is aesthetically pleasing to you. In an article titled The Five Habits of Highly Creative People on MarthaStewart.com, Ashley Page explores the meaning of creativity, so I wanted to read you an excerpt from it. 
understanding the meaning of creativity. Attempting to define creativity can leave you more than a little stumped. It's kind of mysterious. You know what it is mostly, but you're likely unable to describe it if someone asked you to. It's important, however, to understand the essence of creativity in order to hone it. The interpretations vary, but Danny Gregory, author of Art Before Breakfast, A Zillion Ways to Be More Creative No Matter How Busy You Are, defines it as creating your own order. Creativity is the act of shaping the mush of the world around us into something, he says. I'm not talking about getting compulsive with a label maker and color-coded files. I'm talking about having a vision of what you want things to be like and moving toward it. We live in a natural state of chaos, Gregory says, which is why your desk may be messy or your calendar filled with scribbles. Creativity is sorting through the calamity. According to Todd Henry, author of The Accidental Creative, How to Be Brilliant at a Moment's Notice, creativity boils down to a simple game of solutions. Creativity is problem solving, he says. A designer sees a problem and solves it visually. A poet does so with words. And an entrepreneur does it by creating a business that meets a need. All of these are creative acts. It's a common mistake to confuse creativity with art, Henry explains. And this may paint a damaging picture of your creative self. It's a shame because people think they're not creative simply because they can't paint or play music, he says. In reality, anyone who has solved problems regularly is exhibiting creativity, end quote. I love this excerpt because many people unknowingly choose to live in a space that was created for the person before them because they don't give proactive thought to the puzzle of the home they're living in. And then they settled in and forgot to make it theirs. But their home never feels good and they aren't able to put their finger on why. Maybe it's because you're living in someone else's space. If you haven't touched every surface and thought about all the bits, or if you look around and you can't really tell much about yourself or your personality by the walls, the furniture, or photos, you haven't made it a priority. Either you make it a priority and make it an emotional, energetic, and physical space for yourself, or you don't. Your space can light you up or make you feel stagnant. You live there. You make the decision. And P.S. By making no decision, you are actually making a decision to not pursue your most genuine life. Your most genuine expression is saying, no thanks, I am not important to me. 
Everyone has experienced different hardships and challenges in their lives, some far more extreme than others. And those stories of hardships and how you elbowed your way, or in some cases, army crawled your way through them to come out on the other side is riveting. We can all identify with struggle, and often that struggle is what eventually leads to strength to resilience and to creativity. Creativity in your home to me is about creating a home that lights you up. And I'm not talking about making yourself a giant art table, although you certainly could, but there are many ways creativity manifests itself and it's not always through crafting, let's say. Feeling truly at home in your house means you've taken the time to think about what lights you up and a way to express that through the way you've intentionally arranged your furniture or chosen your furniture or the colors that you've put on the wall and decided how much space is dedicated to what. If you loved playing piano as a youngster, why is it that you're not doing that now? Think about the things you've loved in your life and be sure you're making room for that creative expression. On the opposite side of the spectrum, if you despise the television, resisted having one in your home but at some point gave in, and yet a huge amount of space is dedicated to it, might you rethink that? Do you have space for self-expression and creativity in roughly the same proportions that reflect your priorities? So if you still want the TV, maybe give it less space or less dominance. If you love to run, do you have space for stretching, a display for your finishing medals and bibs from your most memorable races? Maybe your creative outlet is this, methodically working through your home one room at a time and getting it dialed in so it speaks to your soul. The act of that is creative in and of itself. As always, minimize things when possible by removing things that don't light you up or that you haven't touched in years. Organizing helps you make room for new ideas. It reduces visual clutter, which can boost your physical energy and in turn spark creative juices. You can even do this in baby steps. You can say to yourself, self, you're going to pick one thing a week to get rid of and do it in a very intentional way. Pick something you don't need or want or that you haven't touched in 10 years and then list it on the Buy Nothing website so it doesn't go into a landfill. If you can't get rid of it on Buy Nothing or it's not your thing, maybe there's a school that could use what you need to get rid of. Case in point, I needed to get rid of my fine china. I didn't use most of it and had been saddled with it out of guilt for 20 years. I found that a private school hosts a fundraiser every year where they have an author in to talk about their book and to have tea. They sell tickets for this event and it turns out 
they don't have a real set of teacups and saucers for this event. They were delighted to take my fine English china off my hands to use at this annual event, which will elevate it and make it an even better experience for those people who purchase tickets. The whole experience will be more refined, all because I was able to give a home to something I no longer wanted. Getting rid of this frees up more space for things in my kitchen that do light me up. I moved my crock pot to a newly freed up shelf because I use it all the time. That freed up space where it was to access my Instapot. It was buried before, so I didn't use it. Everything now feels and functions better. So it's interesting to me how minimizing the stuff in a space helps creative juices flow. I want to tell you a story because, you know, who doesn't love a good story? Recently, I showed a buyer a loft for sale in Portland's Park Blocks. It was modern and minimal with just enough furniture for it to embrace you and feel homey, yet it had no clutter. One wall was painted a really nice dark blue Another wall was all windows that faced trees so you could bear witness as the seasons passed. The items the seller chose for the space felt intentional and thought through, from the work desk that you stand at to the hanging modern divider between it and the bed to separate the open space into subtle rooms. I could imagine myself living here who would I be in this downtown loft? Living here, you'd have access to restaurants right outside your door and some of the best running paths and loops complete with views and cherry blossom trees in the spring. Creativity in this smaller loft might be through athletics and your ability to run a different path every day. The few pieces of art the owner chose were absolutely stunning. One was a larger scale framed collage of small three-dimensional wood flowers that created a pattern all packed together tightly, all the same color in a Scandinavian minimal vibe, rich with texture and yet still neat and tidy in its matching light wood shadow box frame. How does this tie in with creativity, you ask? Well, it turns out the person who lived there was a designer at a major athletic shoe company. This minimal yet stunning space was what fed her creativity. You can be a creative soul, but not necessarily in an artsy way. One thing that has helped always light me up from the inside is paint swatches. And not necessarily because I want to paint, but because they evoke a certain feeling when I view each one and differently when paired with others. It's like storytelling through thoughts of color. 
Adversity can be fuel for creativity, and they are, in fact, very intertwined. In the past year, the planet has seen a surge in challenges, in adversity, in difficulty, and in pain. You can use yours for creative energy. If your life doesn't leave a lot of room for indulging in small but meaningful pleasures, make room for that. Engaging in something creative enhances our ability to achieve focus and flow. Bonus points that it also reduces anxiety and increases positive emotions, which help us to solve problems more creatively. Medium.com has a wonderful article that I'll link to in the podcast notes titled, The Arts Are Not a Luxury. It reads in part, Because the arts help us solve problems while keeping us calm and focused, it's no wonder that children who engage in art programs experience less anxiety and depression and do better in school. While the arts are especially important to aid in the integration of the developing brain, creative expression is fundamental to adult health as well. For example, adults who have an art practice boast healthier immune systems, and older adults who practice art enjoy a slower rate of cognitive decline than their non-creative counterparts. Just like your body needs exercise to stay fit, your brain needs the stimulating and integrating practice of creative expression to stay healthy. It later goes on to say, creative expression is not only a powerful way to maintain health, it also acts as a powerful healing tool for both physical and emotional illness, end quote. If you're enjoying geeking out with me on home functionality and you'd like more, sign up for my email newsletter, Little Bits of Home Functionality. It comes just once a week and is intentionally short. You'll see one video with a tip or a trick. And as always, I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reasons. Find the link in the show notes to subscribe. I have gift certificates available now for home functionality coaching sessions, so you can ask your partner for a session with me as a gift. Sometimes we don't spend money on ourselves, but now you can ask for coaching to create a home that thrives. Head over to my website, spaceandreason.com, and click on the Imagine link. And now grab a pen and paper. This is the time where we ask questions about your home space and your reason. Question number one, have I created and implemented my own vision rather than just going with hand-me-downs or whatever was on sale? That method often employed by us in college because our focus was financially on college inevitably leaves us with a mishmash of things that don't function well and aesthetically lack cohesiveness. It can also be the result of a divorce where you were left with half the things you started with. 
But now let's assume that you're beyond that. So it's time to think about the spaces within your home with intention. Since creativity always inspires more creativity, couldn't you make the assumption then that living in an inspired home would inspire more inspiration? Question number two. What was my favorite creative expression when I was eight years old? What was my favorite creative expression when I was 12? Am I making room for that authentic thing in my life now? You might scoff at this because um, I'm a grown-up now, hello, but what you were naturally attracted to as a child was likely your authentic voice surfacing. If you loved putting on your mother's makeup in the mirror, when is the last time you sat down and did fancy makeup for fun or even theatrical makeup? I have a kit that I call my Halloween makeup box, and it has all the fancy stuff in it, from angled sponge applicators to green face paint for Frankenstein. This is certainly a creative outlet for me, and I've even considered volunteering at my son's school events to do face painting to raise money for them. There are ways to pull on the same thread of creativity that you pulled on as a kid if you give it enough weight and enough thought. In the book Creative Confidence by Tom and David Kelly, the founder of the D School at Stanford University, he writes that we are too quick to censor or judge our natural creative impulses as not being good enough but we need to give ourselves permission to follow what makes us feel most alive. And when we're most alive, we are most compassionate and vice versa. If you love to sing, sing. You don't have to sing in a choir or become a soloist. If you love to write poems or short stories, write them. You don't have to become a published author. If you love to paint, paint. Don't squash your creative instincts because you're not good enough to turn what you love to do into a career. Question number three, what is a source of inspiration for me and am I incorporating it into my home either in a way that helps me do the thing or that speaks to my love for it through displays? From pressed and framed dried flowers to vintage photographs, there are so many ways to take the things that light you up and turn them into art. Question number four. What spaces do I have now that are solely for one mundane task might be able to become convertible? For example, if you have a long credenza in your dining room, if you cleared it off and it lived that way with nothing on top of it, maybe it doubles as an area for assembling the tiny wooden dollhouses that you cut out in the garage. Maybe the bottom shelf in your bookcase that currently holds birch wood could, in the spring, convert to an area to start growing your seedlings with a slim grow light mounted to the inside. 
Make sure the things you create with are easily accessible so you can sit down and do your thing whenever inspiration strikes. A front doormat can be an expression of creativity. It's also one of the first lines of defense against bringing dirt, pollen, and germs into your home. What does yours say about you? Does it thoughtfully complement the aesthetic of your entire home? Does it speak about the people who live there and their values or taste? What's the reason behind your choice? Do you want to make people laugh or embrace the mid-century modern vibe based on the architecture of your home? Let's talk about front doormats by listening to episode 39. You have a ton of options regarding what realtor to choose, and this podcast is a way for me to earn your trust and really understand who I am and the unique skill sets that I bring to the table. If you happen to live in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, and you'd like to hire me as your home coach or as your realtor, reach out to me through social media or, of course, my website, spaceandreason.com. Save yourself some hassle and subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get the new episodes as they're released. Follow me everywhere on social media under the handle Space and Reason. Today, I'm going to close this episode with a quote from one of my favorite creative authors in the world, Dr. Seuss, who said, Today you are you, and that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. And because you know I love history, did you know he was from Springfield, Massachusetts, and one of his pen names was Rosetta Stone? Me neither until today. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I look forward to your posts and being tagged. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. (laughs) 